This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 701 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is all about horse trailer innovations that the European market has been enjoying for some time now, but are now also available in North America. Our expert guest is Marsha Houlihan, who owns Maple Lane Equestrian Trailers in Canada and is, is a distributor of Bachman Trailers. This is an excerpt from episode number 295 of the Horses in the Morning Show. And we're going to get to our tip right after this word from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This week, I'm going to be featuring the MDC Super Sports Stirrup. They actually come in two styles, but basically the thing that sets these apart are the footbed. A lot of your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with the NBC stirrup line because they're really top-of-the-line stirrups. They're the ones that have the little turny thing at the top where you can put your feet at any angle for comfort and to make your feet more correct in the stirrup. But this new one has a very wide base with non-stick aluminum padding. That base is about two and a half to three inches wide. And when you put your foot in that stirrup, you are secure. Your foot doesn't slip. You won't feel like your foot is going to slip. You really feel secure. It's great for fox hunters. Particularly, we were thinking fox hunters would love these because there's lots of good stability. And also, they come in with a flex side, the flexible hinge, which you can move your foot back and forth and you can feel that, or they come in the more traditional one without that flexible hinge for those who want a more traditional look like in the show ring. But if you're the jumpers, the fox hunters, anybody, beginners, anybody that wants a really solid feel should get these stirrups. Um, We've had trainers that got on uh, my friend's horse who has this stirrup and she said, oh my God. Where did you get these? Because they feel so good. Now, they're not inexpensive. The, uh, the ones with the flexible hinges are $200, $199.95. So they are for the serious rider. But I highly recommend them, really. The minute you put your foot in them, you're going to feel completely different well, and a lot more secure. Well, and the other thing about MDC is it's top quality stuff. This is, this is the good stuff. This is uh, made to last, and it will last. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Anybody that even has, also has any kind of knee or leg issues, um, they'll find right. that these will help alleviate some of that as well. And, of course, this is the MDC Super Sport Stirrups and MDC other stirrups on there as well at equestriancollections.com. Just search for MD as in dog, C as in Charlie. And I also want to mention trail riders. They are great for riding on hilly trails, too, for that secure feel. Especially with the wider foot base. That would be, exactly. that would be good. Exactly. NBC Super Sport Stirrups at EquestrianCollections.com. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And what we're going to be talking about here is the one-horse and two-horse trailers, the smaller mm-hmm. horse trailers, not, not big uh, uh, goosenecks. 
And the reason is, is there's a lot more people thinking economy. A lot of people are actually selling their goosenecks now and downsizing a bit. That's and right. these, these are really made for being, to, like we have a Jeep, Jeep Liberty. These are really made for being towed by lesser vehicles than huge trucks, right? You got it. In uh, Europe, they just don't have the same truck system that we have in North America. We're a truck culture, really, in North America. And over there, gas prices, fuel prices are so high. And just the, the cultural uh, development of their road systems, um, they pull everything with cars. And I mean everything with cars. So the, they had to design um, trailers that would be safe to be pulled by a smaller tow vehicle. And there's like three big features that make that possible. They, they have different balance than what we have in a North American bumper pull. Um, they add an aerodynamic um, uh, perspective of features in the roof, and uh, that eliminates drag and sway. And then um, they have a different kind of braking system than what we use typically here. So three big features. I want to talk about all three of those, actually. Okay. The first one, the balance, and I think this is very interesting because one of the things that happens, and anybody that's hauled a trailer knows this, is there tends to be, uh, when you have the horses loaded, there tends to be a lot of weight on the tongue, on, that's on the mm -hmm. pitch that's attached to your truck. Yep. And you can see that because the back end of your truck really goes down. So these are actually designed that the weight is over the wheels so that what's in fact happening is, the, is it's not pushing down on the back of your truck. Did I get that right? You're right on that, and it's right where they place the axles. So in a North American bumper pull, the axles would be placed right to the back of the, of the, the trailer. So now there's the, your horses are standing ahead of the support system, and then you've got your tack and hay and water and whatever else you've put in the front of the trailer, and so you have extra weight now leaning or piggybacking on your tow vehicle, which is okay because we pull the trucks, which have really strong chassis frames and can support the extra weight. But if you're going to pull with a, a Volvo station wagon or a Jeep Liberty or a Ford Escape or a minivan, those chassis just can't bear as much weight. So by centering the axles right underneath the center of where your horse stands, now you've got like 96% of your weight being supported by the frame of the trailer itself and only about 4% leaning onto the tow vehicle. So now, why aren't American manufacturers doing that? I don't know. I think it, I think it'll come over time. You know, we uh, we build based on our culture, right? So uh, the trailers that were designed in North America didn't need to be smaller or tinier because we pulled with trucks originally, and you know they move livestock and sheep and whatever else. And when they made them for horses, they just sort of made them taller and bigger. You know, in uh, Europe, they never moved their um, their livestock with trucks. That wasn't something they did, so they had to design based on what they had. And there's actually road regulations. In Germany, you cannot have a tongue weight for any trailer um, of any length or any weight greater than 150 kilograms or 330 pounds. And that's shocking, wow. for, yeah, shocking for people here. They're like, really? <laughs> so it's possible by just where the, the axles are placed and how far apart they're placed. They're only allowed to be so many um, inches apart from each other at two to a maximum and to a minimum distance so that it can't be, you know, crazily apart underneath the trailer. That wouldn't be safe either. So it's very interesting how their design has come about. Well, now, I really, too, we used to have a trailer, a shoop trailer, I think, at that point years ago, I mean 25 years ago, a two-horse trailer that instead of having electric brakes had surge brakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, and I guarantee you that, 70% of the audience has no idea what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> um, you have to be of a certain vintage 
uh, to, to uh, have run into a surge brake, but yours are, are tell us about the brakes, because they're not yeah. electric. They're not electric. Electric brakes are actually illegal in Europe, and they're illegal because the fail-safe for electricity is that uh, you have a, a tow vehicle with a wide enough wheelbase and that's heavy enough that in the event the electricity ever fails, your tow vehicle can slow down the trailer that it's got hauling behind Oh, and then the, the, right? other thing that's the, uh, the other thing that's the fail-safe is the dead battery that everybody has. <laughs> because I guarantee you that 90% of the little tiny batteries that sit on that's the hitch there, are dead. Right, and that's something else you have to consider to maintain, too, right? Um, it, for the, um, the kind of braking system that's used uh, throughout Europe, uh, and, and on these models in particular, it's an entirely mechanical system. So it's like the surge brake that uh, those of us of old will recall, but there's no fluid introduced. It's entirely mechanical. So what I mean is that where your coupler connects to your two-inch ball, just behind that is a huge shock, a master cylinder, and it's connected um, via an S-cam to a brake rod. And that rod runs about a third of the way under the trailer, and then it comes to a, a little T-intersection, I call it, where all four brake cables um, meet. And so when you're slowing down, the trailer is naturally going to catch up to you during that time when you're slowing down, and pressure is put through that tongue, kicks on the shock, and then that pulls on the brake rods and applies your brakes. So the trailer is always um, self-adjusting its speed to the speed of the tow vehicle. So you never feel it push on you, the trailer. It always is going to stop uh, as quickly or as slowly as your tow vehicle is going to. So we're really kind of, it's, so it, it, it is different than the surge brakes like we were mm -hmm. used to because you used to be able to feel the trailer pushing you a little bit before the, those brakes kicked in. Right. Yep. And uh, uh, people ask me, you know, oh, if it's a mechanical brake system, what happens when you go backwards when you reverse or rever reverse up a hill. How's that going to work? In the old days, there would be a pin that would have to be um, removed so that it would disengage the brake, and then you could roll backwards. Now, you know, all the new cool technology, There's a, a, it's called an overcam inside the brake hub, and when you the wheels turn in reverse, it releases the that overcam so that there's only about 4% of the brake still in play. So you don't even notice that when you're backing up. You can back up and park anywhere, back up hills, no problem. Huh, interesting. Yeah, well, now ca you, caveman breaking, I tell you. <laughs> but I, I love that idea, actually, because I hate pulling around with the electric brakes and always adjusting them and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, now these had a couple other things, too, that I've always wanted to see on trailers, and, and you know, hopefully they'll become a thing over here, too, uh, is the, the ability to unlock the butt bar uh, from the outside to mm, release yes. from the outside. So you actually have a mechanism that without even going into the trailer, I can release the butt bar without putting my hand in there. Mm -hmm. And it's a multi-purpose one. So the, um, the redesigned actually the whole button chest bar system uh, for 2011, but they had this feature in the past. And uh, what is, there's a ring on the outside of the trailer at the positions of both the chest bars, so on both sides of the trailer where the chest bars are and at the rear where the butt bars are and you can tie your horses to those rings if you needed to you know tying them up outside but in the event you had a horse spook get up over top of a chest bar and get hung up or back in underneath the butt bar you can take um, a broom handle a broom and shovel come with all the trailers and uh, you can take your broom handle or a wrench or anything that will fit through the ring and unscrew that 
ring. The ring is connected to a bolt that is um, integral to the system on the um, inside of the trailer. And as that bolt is pulled, uh, unscrewed out, it loosens up the, um, the fixture that's on the inside of the stall wall. And then you can either the, uh, lift off the butt bar so that the horse is no longer stuck underneath, or uh, in the chest bar, it will drop the chest bar to the ground. So then the horse slides off and comes down on all four feet, and then you go in the trailer and say, okay, what's going on? Let's put you back together again. I could have <laughs> used that a couple of times. I could have really used that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing when that happens and you open the door and you see hooves over top of the chest bar, and you go, oh, crap, <laughs> now what? Yeah, exactly. No, the chest bar is the one, too, that I've seen the, that happen with. And well, you have something, too. One of these designs actually has, and this is a two-horse trailer, keep in mind, mm -hmm. uh, a very sleek-looking two-horse trailer. One of these designs actually has a ramp in the front, too, so you just load them and walk them through. That's right. Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of veterinarians that buy that model, actually, because uh, if you have an injured horse, backing them off or stepping them backwards off a trailer can be really hard on, on you know, if it's their hips or their, they have a leg lameness or something in their back. So walking them forward off is a lot easier. And I think we have 10 or 11 vets now that own uh, trailers, and, and all of them but one own that model with the walk-off at the front. So I find that interesting that that's their choice. Yeah. That makes, it does make sense for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing, so the couple of the other things I noticed, too, and this has always been a complaint, and it seems like they're fixing that. Again, the Europeans coming through to fix this, is that the, the ramp is longer so that the horse, longer than we're traditionally used to here, so that the horse can hit all four feet on the ramp. Mm -hmm. It's a five-foot ramp, so uh, and the angle is um, quite low because the, the height from the floor, uh, the stall floor off the ground is just around 16 inches, so it's not a really steep incline, and by having a longer ramp, it's an even lower incline for the horse to walk up. So it's, for young horses, it's, it's not as scary to look to get into the trailer, but by having five feet, uh, any horse of, of any size, 18 hands or, or lower, are going to be able to put all four feet on that ramp so that they're in the same plane. They're not getting off balance by stepping on the ground and one foot on the ramp and one foot inside the trailer. But it just gives them more stability going in. We used to have a, an old, a very old steel trailer, a North American one, and had a, a mare that would jump over the ramp to get into the trailer because... <laughs> oh, dear. Just, yeah. She was pretty happy when we got this one. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, I got another ramp question for you, Marcia. Yeah, shoot. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been surfing around your website quite a bit, because mm -hmm. that yellow one that you have on your inventory, my chestnut quarter horse would look so adorable on. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but did I see one that the ramp can either be used as a ramp or as a door. You can yes. convert it. Yeah, they, uh, they've had that design for many years and then uh, took it off the market for a couple of years and redesigned it for 2011. And it is the slickest thing. So uh, normally your ramp would, you know, be down or and then you lift it up with them. There's hydraulic um, uh, shocks that help lift the ramp because otherwise it would be very heavy. So the hydraulics help lift it. You lock it into place um, with two big clamps left and right. And then to open it as a door, on the passenger side, you would unhook the ramp clamp, and then there's a pin at the bottom. And you just pull the pin, and the door swings like a big barn door all the way around to the driver's side, where you that can. That is awesome. Yeah, so you have a step up or a ramp load in one trailer. In the same very trailer. Cool. Wow, that's really cool. I yeah, really want one. very slick. 
we demonstrated that quite a bit at the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto uh, in November, and that was a pretty hot uh, discussion topic around the, around the fair. Yeah. Come on, try this, try this, and it's so easy. That's what I love about it. You just pull the pin and whoop, wow. go bang I, up. I can't tell you how many times we would have used that when and well, switched it around for different horses. I cannot tell you how many times. And it's an option. Usually their standard is a ramp load, but, you know, if you have, we've had families where, you know, one person does Western riding and their horse has only ever done a step up, you know, and then somebody else who's doing English in the same family and their horses have only ever done ramps. Well, what trailer do you buy, you know? So now this gives people an option to have that option added and, you know, you solve everything in one vehicle. It's very cool. Sure. If you're if you're like us and you also use your horse trailer to move furniture, yes, <laughs> and it's nice to have the step up and not the ramp. <laughs> yep, yep. Moving uh, hay or shaving pallets too. If you have a little loader, you can just open the door and then just drive right up. You take out all the the bars down and uh, the stall divider out, and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is they really look like spaceships. <laughs> yes, they do. They're very uh, futuristic looking. That's partly the aerodynamic design. They have a, a, a very aerodynamic wedge and yet rounded front at the front of the roof. And then um, along the sides, there's indentations into the side of the roof, and then it flares out with a spoiler built into the back. And it's the spoiler built into the back that eliminates your vacuum. A lot of North American trailers are like transport truck trailers. They're like a big rectangle that yeah. pulls down the road. So they they create a big vacuum in the back, and that vacuum, when the air bops around it, is what creates sway. So you'll hear of people, you know, I need to put sway bars on my bumper pull so it doesn't, you know, wag me as I go down the road. And these trailers won't do that because of the, the uh, lack of vacuum at the back and the way the tires are put on. They're put on like a car tire. So instead of being parallel, they're actually angled in and towed in a little bit at the front so they'll always run in a straight line and they grip the road then when you go on curves. So it's great for driving in crappy weather. All right. Well, yeah, and that's definitely the, our trailer right now. We have a two-horse trailer that... Uh, uh, that that uh, has that problem. We could we could really use some sway bars on it. So we just need to find a way to to get one of yours and solve the problem. That's what we need to do. More than that. Well, you know, just so you know, we have a dealer now that's uh, opened up in um, in Maryland. Uh, so there's uh, we're starting to get some trailers coming into the U.S. too, which is great. And people come across the border and shop all the time. So it's nice about our two countries. We can do that a little more easily. <laughs> So now, where, where can people learn more about these trailers and, and your company? Well, I would be happy to have them surf our website. It's maplelanetrailers.com. That's the easy way to do it. And um, you're more than welcome to surf and then give us a call. We'd be happy to answer any questions. Uh, for us, we're showing at uh, shows uh, up in Canada, but um, you're welcome to come across the border. We're happy to have cross-border shoppers. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. You explained it very well, and these are really, really cool. I, it makes me want one, and I want one now. So, all right. Well, on my Christmas list. Exactly. Hopefully, Sandal will be good to you, as long as you've been good all year. <laughs> all right, Marsha. I'll be sending you my wish list, okay? Well, there you go. We'll have links to Bachman and Foutress horse trailers, both available in, New, in North America, on our show notes page at horsetipdaily.com. Or you can just search for the internet for Bachman, B-O-C-K-M-A-N-N, or Fautras, F-A-U-T-R-A-S, both brands of trailers that have one or more or even all of the features we talked about in today's tip. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. 
Today's podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, Equestrian Collections brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at EquestrianCollections.com and tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.